0: On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, I have a very special guest joining me, Tesla chief designer Franz von Holzhausen. We talk about Tesla's design language, insights on creating the S, the X, the 3, the Y, the semi-truck, the roadster, what his favorite Tesla is, and a whole lot more. Stay tuned. What's happening, my friends? My name is Ryan McCaffrey, and I host Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, a weekly Tesla podcast. If this is your first one joining it, new episodes every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. And this week is a very, very special episode. On episode 200, I was lucky enough to celebrate that milestone with a one hour interview with Elon Musk. And now, here at episode 220, Uh, I was so fortunate to get Franz von Holzhausen, the chief designer at Tesla. I was on a business trip to uh, Los Angeles, where of course the Tesla design studio is located. That's where Franz and his team work out of. And uh, this took a lot of setting up and and a lot of fingers crossed and hoping it would come together. And I'm so grateful that it did. Uh, So this is what you're about to hear. I'll just get right to it. This is a 37 minute interview. I of course would have loved twice that much time but I had a hard out with Franz, but I you know, I, I can't complain. I'm very grateful for the time I got. Franz is very busy, obviously. They've got a pickup truck that they're working on that we're probably going to be seeing next month if Elon's recent tweets are anything to go by. So uh, I'm so grateful to Franz and to the Tesla communications team for trusting me to do this and setting this up and making this happen. So if you're wondering, well, why didn't you ask this? Why didn't you ask that? Believe me, I had a mile-long list of questions. And when I knew I had About 37 minutes, I had to uh, edit on the fly and just uh, try and steer the conversation as best I could. But I think we had a really good conversation in that time. We did cover a lot of ground. I hope you enjoy it. So stay tuned for that right now. And then I'll come back and uh, give you some parting thoughts, finish up, just wrap up right after that. So here we go. I am extremely pleased to be joined by Franz von Holzhausen, the chief designer at Tesla. Franz, thanks so much for having me and, and taking the time to do this. Yeah, of course. So uh, you you are not nearly as active uh, publicly as, as Mr. Elon Musk is. So just for sort of quick context, I want to give a kind of a little background with you for people before I start asking you some questions about the product line and where Tesla's going. So what... Do you remember when you first fell in love with cars? Was there a particular car that did it for you I think
1: um, my mom has a picture of me sitting in my high chair when I'm like two drawing a car and I don't I think it was you know the classic bubble beetle thing and so i there's I've always had this fascination with transportation with cars since a little kid yeah um, and then i I you know I grew up with the idea these these cars like the classic Ferraris and the Jaguars and these just really romantic sports car cars from the sixties and the, those just like are forever like stuck in my head. Yeah, um, there's just a classic simplicity and beauty to them. Um, there's an elegance to the craftsmanship and the and the the kind of simplicity of design that has always been alluring to me. So I don't know if I could. If I could pick one car yeah. that got me into it, it just—it was the. There's a whole series of those vehicles, and you know they, they're loved by so many people. Absolutely, but also the thing that got me inspired as well. That's awesome.
0: Uh, so, what? At what? What point in your life did you figure out that you wanted to be a car designer? I was um, working for
1: my dad, who's a product designer at the time, and he had uh, an intern working for him and we were kind of shoulder to shoulder with the young guys in the, yeah. in the shop and he was from art center and he was an amazing illustrator he he did those those airplane illustrations in the like world war ii books oh um, wow and just like photoreal, yeah, the hyper detail of, of the the plane yeah. right and but he also did car stuff so he was kind of doing both. And I was just like, this guy, this is amazing. Like, where do you learn how to do that? Because, you know, I, I grew up in a design environment and, and could draw pretty well. But yeah. this guy was next level. Yeah. And I, I was like, I got to go to this art center place. And so i that's kind of what got me hooked. So you had
0: that kind of role model to show, hey, this is this is It's attainable. possible. This is doable. Yeah. yeah. You,
1: could, you could do it and you could really kick it up a notch to the next level. And then... Um, art center I, I grew up in the east coast art center is on the west coast and so i came out here after studying for a few years in um, product design at, at syracuse and art center was just where you could have the design ideas as vehicles and get a job yeah <laughs> like they they helped you put it all together
0: right and i, I was sold so you got your start at Volkswagen, spent some time at GM, and then, of course, really kind of uh, established yourself at Mazda. And you resi- You left Mazda to take the job at Tesla. And, so I'm, and I'm curious, you know, uh, I had asked Elon about this. You know, he personally recruited you. And But at that point, Tesla's effectively like, a complete unknown. Did anybody yeah. in your family try to talk you out of it and tell you that this, like, Mazda's a, an established, safe, secure place, and you're doing good work I mean, the Kabura, the, the Farai concepts, all the design yeah, like stuff doing. Yeah, they were fun. Doing. I mean,
1: Mazda was such a great time. We, we kind of put Mazda back on the map from a design perspective yeah. in a really short amount of time. And we had everybody, like, buzzing about, like, what we were doing. But at the same time, like, designers always are, want to figure out the next thing. Yeah. And um, the next thing at Mazda was not as interesting and alluring as what Elon was selling yeah <laughs> at the time um but it was really like an all-in position and you know everywhere else in the industry you know sustainability which was important to me um was kind of a side thing it was a side project and if you could work it in that that's great but it, nobody was really focused on it and Elon was all in it was like do or die like we do, we make it work or we're not a company right and from that position you do your best work I think and so, right on, you know, living
0: I, right on the edge of the On cliff all the, the edge, time.
1: yeah. And so, first, no, I didn't. Like, I didn't really tell my family; they, they <laughs> thought I was crazy. Um, and most of my colleagues who found out after thought I was equally crazy. But to me, it was the best position to be in. Yeah. Um, and it was really kind of a, a bit of a clean sheet. And you know, the challenge of a clean sheet is like, where do you even start? Yeah. Um, like I think of a, a writer. Who sits down to like write a book? And you say, "Okay, go write a book." You're like, uh, well, <laughs> Give me read, Yeah. What, where do I start? We were kind of in that place. Yeah. So, but that the, there's something really exciting about that, um, and I think you know, from a like going in from a purely sustainable perspective, um, there like
0: you, you just can't find that in the automotive industry. So. so kind of on that note, I'm curious. How do you, how you think about your approach to, to design at Tesla versus in your past? Because you know you've personally designed a lot of neat concepts, and other automakers will design concepts that just never ever see the light of day. Whereas at Tesla, you design prototypes that then are refined and and hit the road. So how how does that affect your process? Yeah. I think you know one
1: of the things that I've found through my Career, which is frustrating is like the, the concepts that never see reality or if they do they're so distorted from what the real the thing that captivates everybody yeah it's really frustrating like even to me i look at concepts from other companies I'm like wow that's really cool but it'll
0: it, like you'll never the drive
1: translation it. of that i'll never get to really experience it yeah and so here we we think well if we can think of it why can't we actually do it and so our 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 vision is really around the prototype that is the kind of the stepping stone to the real concept. And the real concept is what you buy. And so I think that's and that's what our goal is to to work through conceptually the idea, make it real and then improve it by the time we get it into production. So for, from my perspective and from us, we've, I think all of the products that we've developed over time have gotten better. With this kind of better over time idea, yeah, from the from the initial idea to it going into production, so our I think it's kind of the inverse of what a lot of other people in the industry do.
0: With um, when you sat down to design the Model S, you you talked about the clean sheet. I mean, yeah. that's you know, you didn't have uh, there was no like engine block to account for or these other things that just by default had to be there. and need to work around them. Was was designing the Model S more challenging or liberating for you it was probably the most challenging
1: product because the obviously the we, we didn't have a library of things that we would draw on so we're really starting fresh um, and the form factor was really unique and the, the the thing is like in that time the technology was so new that it was potentially scary I think for yeah. people like we saw a lot of upstarts that were just like crazy spaceships that people had a hard time relating to. So I think the idea was really about how do we make a product that people can feel really confident in, really comfortable with, that isn't necessarily screaming the technology underneath it, but just is better because of it. Um, And Model S kind of grew out of that. It was challenging because we wanted to make a right-sized vehicle that held seven people. And There's like SUVs out there that yeah. don't hold seven <laughs> people well, um, and so that that was really challenging. But I think also the the architecture of the way that the powertrain is established really enabled that. So I always talked about Model S is like we we created this this kind of platform, and the rest everything above it was the opportunity space for us to do what we wanted with. And we tried to create this just beautiful object that no matter like if you knew it was electric or not you would be attracted to it right and and if you didn't know what it was and you were attracted to it it was an opportunity for you to engage and, and become kind of converted you
0: are effectively <laughs> trojan horsing the the electric car part of the the, the equation into it yeah I think... by, through through beautiful design exactly
1: yeah and and like my philosophy is that anything can be designed beautifully it's frustrating that a lot of things are not right so how do we do um, a vehicle in an electric vehicle that's just a beautiful about beautiful design
0: are are do you do you feel like other automakers are, are like you know is, is the would you go so far as the sort of almost conspiracy theory of that they purposely uglify their electric vehicles to kind of sandbag them and keep just keep the status quo going
1: no i mean i've i've been in enough other <laughs> auto Manufacturers to realize that that doesn't happen. Good, but, but I'm glad to hear I, that. I do think that there's a a, a pretty consistent problem of over managing, um, and I think the thing that we don't have here is this like big management system and, and layers and layers and layers mm-hmm. of decisions that happen. You know, we're pretty quick about uh, design and then a solution, and um, and that's what we make because we we know it's great. Yeah, and so not everybody feels the need to like have their fingerprint on this
0: right, product, have right? Their, and then their it just say. becomes vanilla yeah. or whatever
1: and i also think we don't get really caught up in kind of a brand identity or a brand feel like if it's the right thing it's the right thing and it doesn't have to have like this thing that makes it uh you know nissan or a toyota yeah. or whatever like this visual identity that Constrains the product, so we're always talking about like relieving constraints and just making the best thing.
0: So I uh, know I have a limited amount of time. I want to ask you a little bit about the design of, of each car in the lineup. Uh, but with the Model S, to finish up with that, you have you've previously said that you work on the Model S every single day. I'm curious, like just as a as a Tesla owner an enthusiast, a fan, like what what is your average day? Like when you come in here, like like what did you do today? Like what's what's your day look like? Uh, every day is
1: completely different. Um, our, our, our focus is just about making every, you know all of the products and the ones that we're developing into the future as beautiful and great as possible, um, but never really forgetting the ones that we've done in the past. And you know, Model S is such a great car, even today. The, the car that um, you know, we were just talking about this, the car that, that we built in 2012 is still the best electric vehicle out yeah. there. And it's still a beautiful product, Absolutely. even though we've improved it over time, um, and the improvements are such a radical improvement over what we produce um, when we first launched the car, and the car is just so much better. and I think that's just about how do we get how do we get the best product to the customer always at, at that moment in time? Yeah, um, and so we're just always looking. At every detail, consistently to see if we can make an improvement. Now, on some things, it's really challenging because there's a lot of capital that goes into sure. you know, potentially changing the entire body side or something like that. But there's a lot of things like the UI, which is constantly getting improved, um, and you know we, we've improved so much about the interior. Um, and the seating comfort and materials and the color choices and you know a lot of details yeah Um, and so you know that's a portion of of just constantly looking at something and saying how do we make it better so
0: what'd you do today did you is there is there a little like is it a seat like what'd you what'd you do today what'd you work on i can't really talk about it because it's (laughs) you know some ideas that may come maybe not fair enough fair enough um the, you talk about evolving the platform. Uh, there, there is a there is a plaid mode Model S running around the Nurburgring lately. Uh, is have that? you? Have there is? Really? It's publicly. It's out. It's out there. You guys, <laughs> you guys put it out yourselves. Um, have you been involved with that as far from like sort of the design side because it has some obviously um, aesthetic tweaks to it in a very minor way. Yeah. I think
1: um, you know that's a functional prototype first. So that I think the the results of that are potentially in the future
0: yeah uh now you've you've also always talked about how you you love the self-presenting door handles how the car greets you with the model s yeah. but you you also seem to be in my observation again as a as a tesla fan you seem to be on like a never-ending quest to, to mm-hmm. either find the perfect door handle or in the case of the roadster eliminate it entirely
1: yeah. I think, you know, that interaction with the vehicle is always your first kind of moment. Um and the Model S, it's such a it was it's such a pleasant experience. And and in that moment in that kind of time, you take yourself back to that time where electric cars were like this thing and you weren't really sure if they were gonna be great or not. And yeah. it's your first moment approaching a Model S and this it just welcomes you and says, "Hey, I'm here. And yeah, feel, uh, nice to meet you." And like I think that just that's war- it's, it's a, a pleasant warming experience. And then the next product with X, we said, "Let's have the doors just open for you, like as if um, there's a doorman there." You yeah, know, and like we can do that. So and, and we did. And then you don't really need to necessarily touch the car at all, um, but it's still a warm, pleasant experience. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, we're constantly looking at, like, that engagement, you know. I think also the, the idea of the key and putting the key into an ignition to turn the thing on, like, we know when you're approaching the car, so the car's ready to go. Yeah. And you literally just need to put it into gear to go. There's none of this awkward kind of fumbling around with stuff. Um, and that's just about making a better overall experience. We're constantly trying to make a better, more fun, unique experience with our cars.
0: How, how would you describe Tesla's design language now uh, and, and also where it's going? I think um,
1: each product is really specific to itself. Um, there is some familiarity with our our appearance, but I think you know, we're constantly looking at how do we make each product better. And so I think each each of our vehicles will never be constrained by something that we've done in the past. We may borrow things that like just are beautiful elements right. and try to improve on that, but we'll never look at a Tesla and say, well, it's got to have this and it needs to do this and like, or it's not a Tesla. There is no like DNA of a Tesla, like a Tesla Bible language. that doesn't no, exist. Doesn't exist. It's it's really about you know making a beautiful product right for what that product is intended to be.
0: Um, um, so I think it's just you know we'll constantly be evolving. the uh, The Falcon wing doors on, on the Model X. I mean that those you know those were unveiled on the prototype in 2012, as I recall. Did you look at other cars that had done a gull wing door style? Thing there uh, and yeah. sort of say, like well we should maybe look at that's good or let's definitely not do that. I mean there haven't been many over the course of history. There
1: haven't. There's been a couple of good ones. The like Mercedes 300SL, the Delians, yeah. the the um, the we saw issues with going gull- doors that that just didn't help us with our quest to get um, a better ingress egress experience in Mm -hmm. model x and so we actually had to add an extra translation to be able to second um, hinge the second hinge to be able to open the door in areas like parking lots where you're confined but still provide the access the great access that potentially like if you park a minivan next to another SUV and try to open the slider, you, you basically lock yourself. You can't get in. Right. The slider is in the way. So right. we wanted to eliminate that even so that um, you could open it in that same amount of space and still have access into the car from the back or the front and not have to run around and do gymnastics. And, it, and really provide the biggest opening space to get the best access
0: and the easiest access. Uh, how about so the big sky windshield on the X – That was kept under wraps until the the like there'd been you know engineering prototypes and things spotted around San Francisco, but nobody kind of figured out until the car was properly unveiled. Where where did the idea for that come from? Because that you know we've never seen a piece of glass like that on a on a production vehicle before.
1: I I think we were we were just kicking around the idea and realized that we could make a structure that was um, really engineered well enough that we didn't need a front header anymore. Um, it's an idea that we've had on, on a variety of things that we were kicking around internally and it just seemed like we could, we figured out how to do it. And so we, we did it. And it, the, the experience is so amazing. It's so pleasant. We couldn't not do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough to go. Every other car kind of feels cramped after
1: you've been in X. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and you. Suddenly, you get an opportunity to experience the world around you in a different way, um, especially when you are in cities or in a, yes. you know uh, big sky space or with trees around or a lot of nature. It's it's a it's a different kind of viewing experience.
0: So, uh, Model Three, Elon has described that as one of the big bet the company moments. So, when you are sitting down to, to sketch Model Three and, and start on it, did, is there any do you do you feel pressure? Are you a pers- Are you a person that you know? Do you sense like, man, I, I better nail this, or else, or else we're in trouble.
1: Well, I kind of think you know the, the the big pressure moment was Model S had to be great, or we wouldn't be sitting here <laughs> yeah. today. Um, and but each time, there's of course there's a significant amount of pressure that 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 comes with that. We don't we're not a big company. We don't have opportunities to get things not right. Um, and if we if they're not perfect, we iterate quickly to make sure to try to get them to perfection or as close as possible. Um, and, you know, we knew that there's, a, there's a, a customer out there that really adored the Model S, just couldn't afford it. Yeah, and that's me. that was me. That we, was exactly my and, story. And, you know, I think, and, it, and there are so many elements to the Model S that are great that if we could just make an affordable version of that, um, slightly smaller, so it was a little more nimble, um, right-sized, and um, yeah, and it was a, a affordable version of all the goodness that was Model S. Then we had a great product. And so so that's basically where we started.
0: You've described the S as sort of a sinewy, muscular athlete. That's sort of the inspiration for the design of it. What's What what was the, the genesis of the Model 3's shape and, and yeah, design? Yeah, the Model 3 was, is basically the same
1: thing. There's a lot of the same sinewy kind of efficiency. Um, one of the things that we we do really well is aero efficiency and that's part of the design um it's part of our process we include the aero kind of component into the early stages of our design because it's just it's an important feature to range and um and then we make it beautiful through its aero efficiency whereas i've seen plenty of not so beautiful
0: yeah, I, I never before my test slide, I never used to think about wheels and the yeah. and the and the effect on efficiency. Yeah. But you guys have effectively like taught me and taught us. Yeah. Oh well, you know you'll the get rolling resistance. Yeah, and it's the air efficiency. It's really crazy, easy. and yeah. I say that as someone I've got a performance Model Three with like the least efficient wheels, <laughs> but I I love the look and feel, yeah. and I will, I will never uh, get rid of them. But no, but, um, but Model Three was really you know we took the
1: the again the. The idea of somebody who really aspired to get to a model s but just couldn't financially yeah so we wanted to create that product for them as well so it's in a way there's a lot of sqs to it but um it's it's still the the same thing it's aero efficient it's very like lean muscle mass kind of idea
0: can you tell me real quick about um the the changes made from the alpha prototypes that we saw here in March of 2016 I was lucky enough to be here for that event um, you know it seems like the the nose was softened a tad on the from from the Surprising, prototype. and, and yeah. the, the trunk opening was a thing that got sort of talked about in the community and then Elon had sort of addressed it so I'm kind of curious how the car evolved design-wise from from those prototypes to production
1: I mean it's pro- the 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 Prototype that we unveiled, and the production car is surprisingly similar. But the production car is actually more refined, and it's better. We did, you know, we we looked at the nose to try to improve just the overall visual of that, and I think it's better. Um, the the trunk, we just continued to refine and refine and hone, and and got more usable, bigger opening, more usable uh, space. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think the interiors. You know, we didn't talk about the interior, but the interiors, you know. Fairly revolutionary it's the automotive. most radical part of
0: the car, yeah, arguably. Yeah,
1: automotive—it's changing the, the landscape of automotive interiors right now, and we're seeing that. Um, and it's—you know—I think in a way, it's really born out of the idea of autonomy. And when you're in an autonomous vehicle, what do you, what do you, why do you need all this kind of cockpit stuff right. in front of you? You know, the car's doing the work. You just want to get there safely.
0: And the and the blade air hvac system yeah and just, you know again the, so
1: great. That, that was like how do we how do we deliver air in a way that just in the same way that we were stripping out buttons and trying to reduce clutter and the the efficiency of the design um how do we deliver air in a in a really clean efficient way and the you know we just we had this idea and we continued to iterate and develop it and it's pretty awesome.
0: And there, I mean, there's certainly, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, there are a lot of current and potential and future S and X customers who are, who see that interior and those advances and go, well, is there, when when are the S and the X going to kind of get, the, get a, get a, you know, an interior oh, sure. treatment, a fast forward into, into the next, next evolution? Yep. <sighs> <laughs> That was if that didn't come across on the audio. That was sort of a deep sigh from no, I think in a <laughs> positive way. We're, yeah. We'll always be making our products better. Um, th- th- I want to. i got just wanted to ask you about the semi real quick too, because when that project comes around, is that f- like super fun for you, or is it terrifying? Like in the sense that had you ever even considered a, like designing a semi truck before? Actually,
1: no. Um, but and, but there's it's such an opportunity. Um, the semi kind of landscape and and history of semis is not evolved at all. They're kind of in a way they're dinosaurs of, yeah. of, of transportation, and so that's a designer's dream is to like take the take an idea and really radically improve it. And we have such a, a unique. We had such a unique opportunity with the powertrain and the way that we could repackage the vehicle um, that we wanted to take full advantage of it. And you know, we we talked to a lot of um, truckers. We we you know we experience what they experience, mm-hmm. um, and we just saw such a, an, an amazing opportunity to really make that their whole life so much better, safer, better. Um, you know, there's no fumes anymore. There's no vibration. There's like yeah. all, all these things that just autopilot. Yeah, autopilot is amazing um, on that vehicle, and this kind of command view of the road, um, and yeah, just
0: redefining what
1: what uh, a truck
0: could look like. So it sounds like you had a lot of fun with. Yeah, it. Yeah, it was absolutely yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, I meant to ask you too, but back up a quick second. The the Model Three Alpha prototypes, I guess. Particularly the silver one, which was sort of the, yeah. the one you sort of that was all the, got all the press, did all the media tours and stuff. Where does that car? Where is that car now? Because I feel it should be in a museum. Like I'm really be here do. in the studio. Is it here? Yeah. It's just it's hanging here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. well, let's let's put that on display, like in maybe in Fremont or. I feel like people should. It should just be like a piece of history. Yeah, I agree. So we, we've been holding on to our our vehicles. <laughs> um, so speaking of the semi, uh, there was a, an, at the unveiling of that, there was uh, the unveiling of another vehicle. Yeah. When, you, when you drove that Next Generation Roadster off of the back of that semi truck uh, two years ago at that event, I'm curious, how did that feel for you? Like, what was that moment like when you, because you knew you were surprising everyone. When you drove that thing out and then just let it rip and brought it back around, like, how was that for you?
1: i mean honestly i I couldn't believe that we were able to keep it a secret um but but we worked really hard to make that happen and so i think just being able to expose it was it was a a cool moment it's something i'll always remember it's a it's an amazing machine um that, that car is is like no other and so i think just it, it showcases the ability of what an electric vehicle can be. Right. It's, it's like it's the a, ultimate
0: smackdown. Right. It's a purpose-built Terminator. Effectively. Yeah. In a way. Right.
1: <laughs> and so I think being able to finally show people that um, exactly that that w- was a cool moment.
0: How uh, has I know you know Elon told me when in my interview with him that that's that's dessert. That's not the you know the right. core priority of the company. Sure. But has that how has the the Roadster from the prototype we've seen the. Uh, how has it evolved in the sort of the last two years? Because it's you know it's a long wait with this one. The, sure. The three ended up went into production relatively quickly. The Y unveiled this year, same thing. But you know the Roadster were, it was unveiled two years ago, and we got a ways to wait. So I'm sort of curious how it's evolving. It's evolving
1: de- deservedly so. It it needs more time, um, and you know it will be even better than what we've unveiled.
0: Oh man, I, in, in, yeah, in in every way. That makes me so happy to hear that. Uh, now, the why, as I, let's see, I've got about like eight, eight to ten minutes with you, so I um, want to make the most of them. The, the why feels to me uh, like perhaps your most sort of restrained design effort yet, you know, it's, uh, which makes sense in that you know, it shares 75 or so percent of the, the parts with the Model 3. It's, it's, a very, it's expected to be probably the highest volume car in the company, so it seems like you know it's get it get it done, make sure it's great, and and for the financial health of the company. So were there um, were there other wilder proposals for the Y on the table? I'm sort of curious how the how the process on that car went, and and if if the maybe the the re, that sort of restraint of making sure you're sharing lots of parts, if that was sort of a design challenge unto itself. Yeah, I mean we looked at a spectrum of ideas on what we could. Make Model Y, but
1: really the the assignment was how do we make the most financially kind of um, prudent product, um, knowing what the what the capabilities of of that that segment are. Yeah. Um, and so you know it's another product we had to design it we we had fun doing it um and it's it was challenging in its own right it's it's hard to make something a completely different type of vehicle out of a, a big volume of, of another yeah. one yeah um and not just kind of make it badge engineered thing out of it um and so we spent a lot of time on making sure that the the, the functionality of it is great um the the Ergonomics and the seating position are great, and it's and it's a different vehicle than a than a three. There's a, there's going to be a core amount of people that are just the three is better for them, and the Y will be better for a different group of people, and it will deliver on all the things that they're expecting out of a vehicle in that kind of CUV segment, right? Uh, but more, um, you know, it has amazing overall range and capability. Um, obviously all the updates that that you get the improvements over time the the has a lift gate in the rear and the the potential for a third row seat and And it's 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 a power lift gate back there right so it's it's a it's a you know in that space it's a great product um and and it's was equally challenging design in in its own kind of confined.
0: Now they've they've been spotted running around up yeah, uh, up north, and it's really cool to see. I mean, has has the Y uh, evolved since we saw it in March, or is it more just
1: buttoning it up and and you know no, moving again, it like, forward? I think what you saw in March um, is really true to the final design, and we've yeah. made improvements on it to make it a better product, and you'll see them when that car is available. Excellent. Um, and like I said, with every one of our our projects we always we, we work so hard to make the, the the car that we deliver to the customer better than what we show them. Which is has been
0: which is just the if opposite we, of if it. if we That's haven't so great. if we haven't done that if we didn't do that then we're really failing at our job. Well That's, so far so good I'll tell you from from my performance. So let model us know three. if if we're
1: <laughs> if we're going the wrong direction.
0: Um, now the probably I don't know, 100 feet or less from me behind a wall that, you know, locked a lot of locked doors. Um, there is what well, I presume there is a there is a pickup truck back there. And I'm, I'm sort of I know, I know you're not going to talk much about it, but Elon has said a couple times we might get the unveiling of that in November. So um, is it I guess I'll I'll ask you that maybe hopefully you'll speak to it. is it really as as crazy as he says it is. You just have to wait and see. <laughs> All right, I, got, I had to try. That's it's my job to uh, to try it. Uh, I'm very curious to see that thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's been the most fun car for you to design at Tesla? The, uh, honestly, like the
1: the next one, the next one that we work on is always the most fun. I think you know, Model S was incredibly fun. X, in its own right, was uniquely fun. There was so much there's so much in X it's like our Fabergé egg yes it's 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 it's, in a way it's almost over the top right um three was was a really fun product because it was like near and dear to all of our hearts it was a product that we all wanted we all wanted to you know we wanted to be able to afford what we do um semi was just like Carving open a whole new opportunity there, um, it's so really fun to get into that, and the the scale of that project is so different than uh, everything else. Roadster, obviously, the kind of the ultimate vehicle, um, cannot have not have fun doing that. Um, yeah, Y, and it was you know a really fun journey that we went on uh, with Y, and I think where we are is going to be an amazing product, um, and yeah, the future. That you hear in the back is also fun <laughs> and the ones beyond that too so the, the they're like always the next one is like where i want to get to is there a favorite child of the existing ones i i think in a in a strange sort of way the first one like s is still yes. is that what you're driving are you driving I an, drive s? an s yeah. yeah um i drive a three as well i drive my wife drives an x like we, we we're we're driving tesla's um there's just something about that, you know, that first introduction, even beyond the Roadster, the first kind of really true yeah. Tesla. Um, that's, it's just a special product. It still is. Like I said, the, the car that we delivered in 2012 is still the best electric car on the road. Um, and the newer ones are just even that much better.
0: I found an interview with you from Motor Trend way, way back. You were commenting on uh, one of the new McLarens and, and the color that they had chosen for the prototype of, of whatever that whichever one I, I don't know if it's the mp12c or what but um with i with tesla i mean t- the color is such an important part of design um i'm i have a, a multi-coat red model 3 which i for me that's the color yeah um my model 3 is red too what uh do you have white in, white interior i have your, a black interior. black interior for you okay so i have
1: v10 so it was early days
0: yes <laughs> um what's What's uh, what's your favorite of the of the Tesla colors, uh, and and what what new ones do you, do you want to see? I know there are sort of production realities. Elon's talked about you know efficiency and things, but if we get some new colors, what's you're going to have a big say in that, I'm sure. Yeah, if not the final say. I mean, we've seen a lot of
1: colors come and go, and I think you know Tesla is also a little bit about restraint in a way, and I think we have a good you know, albeit small compared to everybody else, but I think we have the right size palette right now. Um, and I think each of the colors, we take a lot of time to make sure that they're right for the product, and it's hard to say that any of the colors are wrong for any of the products that we have, So, um, but we're always looking at color and seeing if there's a new opportunity, and so you just have to stay tuned. Fair enough. I I would love to tell you all this cool stuff that we're doing, (laughs) but it's it's more fun if you experience it on your own.
0: Well, you can tell me (laughs) off. No, you won't tell me, but that's fine. Um, Last question for you is, what what kind of car would you like to design at Tesla that that the company hasn't made yet? Is there something a, a product category or something that you'd like to do, even if it'll never get made? Just something you personally would like to to do. Uh, I think
1: there's a few. I think the one that's you know really intriguing to me, and I think it's you know probably to anybody in the automotive or transportation space, is like how is autonomy gonna gonna shape. Um, the future of transportation, like what is that product when full autonomy is really viable and working really well? Um, what is the, what are the products looking like then? And to me, that's incredibly intriguing. And we've we have ideas around that. We've been, you know working on ideas, um, but that's to me there's a fascination around that. So I think it's going to be a a pretty rapidly changing world in terms of what transportation looks like. In the near future. Brilliant.
0: Franz von Holzhausen, chief designer at Tesla. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Definitely. Pleasure.
0: Well, there it was. Franz von Holzhausen, chief designer at Tesla. I'm still floating on cloud nine after getting to do that interview. Just such a treat, such a, a thrill. It was really great for me to uh, I was just so grateful to be able to tell him to his face after the interview how much I love my car and how much it has it has legitimately changed my life in so many ways and he was incredibly gracious very kind uh, we had a, I, I thought we had a wonderful conversation I really hope you enjoyed it and uh, I do this every week if this is your first time listening. You know, I, I do this every week. New episodes post Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. Like clockwork, you can count on it. It'll be there for you. Um, I did I did get lucky enough to get an Elon Musk interview. That was episode 200. So if this is your first one, you might want to go back and check out the Elon interview. But if you would like to stick with me, maybe give another regular episode a try. Uh, my normal format, I go over the week's Tesla news, round everything up for you give you the biggest and best stories, and then give you my take on it as a sort of seasoned Tesla community member, somebody that's been watching and studying Tesla for many, many years now. Uh, So that's sort of the first half of the show. And then the second half of the show, I take your phone calls in which uh, you guys call in with your Tesla questions, your comments, discussion topics, discuss those, go through those. And it makes for a fun hour every week, at least I hope it's a fun hour. So Uh, do check that out. Now, next week is actually another kind of special episode, because next week Tesla is reporting their quarterly earnings. And so every time they do that, I always uh, listen to the whole thing. I dissect it. I I chop it up and, and give you the most sort of relevant sound bits from Elon Musk and the Tesla executive team and go over kind of, again, my thoughts and analysis on what their thoughts and what what the numbers and, and the results mean for the business. So stay tuned for that next week. But uh, again, I just want to thank the Tesla Communications team for setting this up. It was a lot to to trust me with this. You know, Franz doesn't do a lot of interviews. I learned while while researching the interview that I went back and tried to find other interviews of his to kind of get a sense of who he is and what he's like to to interview. And there's not much. There's not much. So I'm exceptionally grateful for this opportunity. And, uh, and that will do it. So if this uh, is your first time and you'd like to stick with me on this podcast, you can subscribe completely for free so that the podcast pushes out to you each and every week. You don't have to go find it. It will find you. You can subscribe on any of the major podcast services, including uh, iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, and TuneIn's the one, by the way, in your Tesla. If you're a Tesla owner, you can search for Ride the Lightning Tesla Podcast right in your car, and it will pop up. Uh, Spotify, I'm on there, and then even YouTube. I don't have video on there. It's just a syndication of the audio feed, but if you do prefer to consume this podcast on YouTube, I do have a channel, and it is there for you. You can follow me on Twitter if you're interested. I'm at dmc underscore ryan same thing on instagram you can email me tesla podcast at gmail.com and i think that will about do it so again my name is ryan mccaffrey i'm usually joined by my uh, as usual sleeping co-host which is my dog daisy the boxer puppy she's over here head in the head in the couch just (laughs) snoozing away but uh yes i will see you all next week and until then happy electric motoring Oh, and a quick shout-out to my friend C.J. Gibson for his assist with the audio on the interview this week. Thank you, C.J. I mean, I think a Tesla...